Anna here. Did you know I have another podcast? And did you know it's all about failure? Well, at this point, you'd have to answer yes to both of those questions because I just told you. But my other show isn't just about failure. It's about failing your way to success. Yes, success. Because the most successful people are often just the people who've gotten up the most times after their failures. Don't believe me? Go download Fail Your Way to Success wherever you get your podcasts or go to failyourway.com for more info. Now back to the show. Make no mistake, if you're an author, you're an entrepreneur. You're selling the world on your book, aren't you? Of course, it's not as easy as launching a business and then tossing any old book up on Amazon. That's why I help entrepreneurs publish books on the specific topic and in the specific way that will launch or grow their businesses. Welcome to Entrepreneur Publishing Academy with your professor, Anna David. Well, hello there. How are you guys? You know what we do here. You know who this is brought to you by. It's brought to you by Book Elevator Pitch, and you need to find out what that is if you haven't already. You just go to bookelevatorpitch.com if you've already found out. Hats off. Speaking of hats off, let's take our hats off to today's guest. She's delightful. Her name is Roseanne Cheng. She's the co-founder of a company called Evergreen Authors. She and her partner, Josie, it's so useful. I've been to their, their webinars and they're just lovely women. They worked in publishing and then they started this company and now it's just sort of online classes and they have a free class in Pinterest, which if you go to the show notes, you can just directly link to that. And the show notes are uh, legacylaunchpadpub.com slash blog slash Roseanne. And in this episode, we talk about Pinterest, a site I've avoided, I've resented. There was a whole thing where this makes zero sense, but my Pinterest was sort of hacked by Russia. I'm not, I'm not that important to Russia, but it's the weirdest thing happened. And I tried to undo it and I, they their tech support, didn't even understand it. And my friend Marissa, who's a genius, was somehow able to un-Russianize it. So I created the page 15 years ago, whatever, whenever Pinterest started. And now after talking to Roseanne, I want to go back and work on it. She talked about why it's the undiscovered tool for authors, how to create boards that make people want to read your books. Um, so many things. And um, with that, I give you Roseanne Chen. Okay, let's talk Pinterest. So you said it blows people's minds when you talk about how useful Pinterest can be for an author. Tell me what you mean. Yeah. So Pinterest, here's the thing about Pinterest. People think that it is a social media site. They think that people are going on there to interact with other people or to maybe just find recipes here or there. What And, and that's, that is only partially true. What Pinterest really is, is a search engine, just like Google is a search engine and Amazon is a search engine, right? right? So people go to Pinterest to solve a certain problem or to look at beautiful pictures of meals they want to make or places they want to go or whatever the case may be. Pinterest for authors is a perfect marriage because 
if you are an author, you are hopefully in possession of a book with a beautiful cover, something that is very eye-catching. I don't care what your genre is. You need to have a great book cover. Everybody knows that. So you already have something very visual that's really important for Pinterest. And then as the bigger added bonus, Pinterest allows you to create different boards that are associated with your author career, whatever that business is, fiction, nonfiction, doesn't matter. So I've had authors who uh, maybe they wrote a memoir about traveling to Italy and they've got a board that is, you know, that shows their favorite Italy memoirs and their book is obviously among those things that are pinned. But then maybe they have another board that's like favorite Italian recipes, favorite places to visit in Italy, favorite travel um, agents in Italy. That's kind of how Pinterest works. It's like this bonus website for authors. So they can use this to attract people who are already looking into the genre of what they're writing about through these different pins. Brilliant. And it's, it, it's free. It's easy to use. It's fun to use. It's such an amazing resource for authors if they use it well. So question, if you say have a beautiful cover, but nothing else associated with your book is going to make an attractive photo, is it still mm -hmm. useful? Absolutely. Yep. So here's the other thing about Pinterest that's amazing. When you take time on Pinterest, you see that a lot of the pins that um, go viral or get shared a lot are pins that are connected to a blog post. Your goal as an author is on Pinterest in particular is to use those pins to lead people to wherever you want them to purchase your book. Maybe it's an Amazon site. Maybe it's your website. So many authors I've worked with over the years have these beautiful websites with these blogs that they've written for years and years. And then they look at their analytics and nobody is reading these beautiful blog posts that they have. However, if you go to Pinterest and you create a pin, so um, the graphic on Pinterest is really specific. They want it to be a specific size. If you have a Canva account, you can easily make a Pinterest graphic. And let's use that Italian author, for example, because clearly I need a vacation. But let's say I have a website and I have this blog about all of my travels in Italy. And one of my posts is my five favorite things to pack when I travel to Italy. And I have this post on my blog. I create a pin worthy graphic. So a beautiful graphic in Canva. I put that pin on Pinterest. So that is the image. And then when somebody sees that and goes, Ooh, I would love to see the five things that I should pack when I go to Italy, clicks on that pin. And it might not lead to a conversion to purchase your book, but it might lead somebody to your website in general, where they're going to follow you on other places and maybe contact you about speaking to their book club or whatever the case may be. There's so the, the opportunities on Pinterest are endless. And when authors get really creative about how to use the platform, it's really fun. You think I'm, I'm sh it must depend, but do you think it's better to link to your Amazon page or where, somewhere where they can, when people can purchase the book directly or your own website or I your newsletter? Yeah. Yep. It depends on the pin. 
So, um, and, and, you know, a lot of authors now are dabbling in different spaces. So maybe their book is available on Etsy and maybe it's available on Amazon and maybe it's available on their website. Pin, you can have as many pins as you want. So you can create five different pins leading to different places and see which one converts the best. And then, okay, stop the presses. What do you mean <laughs> book on Etsy? People sell their books on Etsy. Oh yeah. Tell me about that. Yeah, people do. I mean, if you have um, a gift book um, and you wrap it, you know, Etsy is all about beautiful handmade gifts, right? And so if your book would match with a a handmade item, I know um, Etsy sells digital products too. Um, So yeah, it's very possible to sell on Etsy if you want to. So you could sell your ebook. Oh, but I guess, yeah. Or your regular book. Or your regular book, but if you're going to sell your regular book, it should have something with it. That's the Etsy platform. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, it should be beautifully packaged or, you know, there's there's an expectation when you purchase on Etsy that it's going to be a gift and not just show up in an Amazon bag. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, authors use Etsy too. So that's the thing about Pinterest though, is that you can lead people wherever you want. Um, Pinterest for me, uh, one of my books is uh, written for teachers. And I know from Pinterest that teachers are on Pinterest all the time. And I know as an educator, I was on Pinterest all the time. So I would put that book um, or pins that would lead people to that book um, on Pinterest. And I sold it all over the place, sometimes on Amazon, sometimes on Teachers Pay Teachers, sometimes from my website. Um, You know, the pins speak for themselves. And if you sell on Etsy, you're going to have the contact information of the person who bought it as opposed to if you sell it on Amazon. This is true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, you know, that every platform has its pros and cons, right? So Etsy is, you know, there's, there's, there could be some post office time and some people don't want that. So you have to, you know, obviously, you know, we say at Evergreen Authors all the time, the goal isn't to be everywhere all at once. Um, choose the platforms that work best for you. And for some authors, they're like, Etsy is great. And some authors are like, nah, I'm just going to focus on Amazon. And that's fine. So Pinterest. Now, what (laughs) happened when I went to your webinar was I think I begged you guys to do my Pinterest for me. And you basically were like, we can't do that, but we can teach you how to do it. Is that still true? Well, um, Sort of. So we, um, we don't really, we used to do like quarterly webinars where we would, you know, people would come in and we could kind of walk them through, um, how to set up their Pinterest page. We used to do these kind of Pinterest takeovers for authors. We don't do them anymore just because we are, um, we've just sort of merged into different parts of the business. Um, but we still tell authors all the time that you want to take advantage of any place that looks like a bonus website for you. Pinterest is one, your Amazon author page is one, you know, it's always such a missed opportunity and you don't have to look any further. You don't need to hire somebody like me to create your Pinterest page for you. Go to Pinterest and spend some time on the platform, find people who are writing in your genre or just not writing in your genre. It doesn't matter. As a teacher, I used to learn from people who taught outside of my specific course all the time. 
find people who write in a totally different genre and see all the ways that they're using Pinterest. I worked with a fiction author who was really awesome on Pinterest for a long time. And she had all these different boards of um, things that were just very tangentially related to this fantasy world that she had made. So she had these um, you know, a, a board that was dedicated to, um, you know, maps of, uh, you know, this kingdom that she had made. And then another board that was, um, it was something about like aromatherapy connected to all of her characters. I mean, people get so creative on that platform and that's specifically why creative people should be using it. Um, because they're already there that people are hungry for that. And I will say that the caveat that I want to add here, and this is true for any platform, that authors are using is you can't, you have to know how it works. So the word, so if anybody's listening to this and they're thinking to themselves, oh, I'm just going to hurry up and get an account on, Et- on, on Etsy, on Pinterest and just start pinning stuff because Roseanne said that I should probably do that. That's not a great way to use the platform. That's like going on to Amazon and pressing two buttons and running some ads and then being shocked when those ads don't convert to sales. Mm-hmm. Spend some time on the platform. See how other authors are using it. See how comfortable you are on it. See if it's a place where you want to be and where you would enjoy spending time. Um, and then be strategic about your time that you spend on there. We have found that... Um, part of that strategy is understanding what the platform is doing. So Pinterest, especially over the last couple of years has really changed. When it first started, it was just stagnant pins. Now they really reward pins that have video content. They have story pins, um, pins that are tutorials. If you look at any um, cookbook author who has pins, um, you can see the video elements in there. So what you really want to do is kind of follow Pinterest, look at the website itself and look at um, the sorts of pins that they're promoting. Your analytics are there for you to look at at any time. So, you know, they, they're going to reward users, users who are using it to its fullest potential. Now out of the, okay. So with videos, could you post the same ones that you're posting as reels on Instagram, or if you're posting shorts on YouTube, is that a good strategy? Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. Different people are everywhere. Pinterest is for evergreen content. So if you have if if you have a story or a YouTube uh, video that is very specific to something timely, like this is just happening just today, then I wouldn't put it on Pinterest. But if it's something that is evergreen, absolutely. So into. Obviously, maybe this isn't true, but I'm going to say different genres are going to work better than others. Like a business book may not work as well on Pinterest. Correct or not correct? Not correct. Not correct. (laughs) Yeah, not correct. I would say, because think about it this way. Say you wrote a book that is, and and the last time I checked, um, Pinterest was pretty female dominated. So it's mainly females that are using the platform. Let's say I wrote a business book for female entrepreneurs and I go to Pinterest and again, it's a search engine and I'm, I go in the search bar and I go, um, business tips for women. And I see all of these beautiful pins that link to five things that all women should know before they start a business, 10 budget-friendly ways to start your business. 
um, five books that changed my life before I started my business. That is going to be incredible for you as a business author. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's, it's a matter of, yeah, I mean, it, I, I'm sure there's some stuff that wouldn't work well on Pinterest, but if you get creative, you can probably find an angle there. Anna here. Now, are you an entrepreneur who wants to write and publish a book about your own failures turned successes? Well, good news. That's what my company, Legacy Launchpad, does. Find out more at LegacyLaunchpadPub.com. That's LegacyLaunchpadPub.com. Now, should you do a book, you ask? I think so. Why? Because you're worth it. Now back to the show. And do you recommend it over the other platforms? Because people don't necessarily think of it first. Um, I wouldn't say that the thing with Pinterest that we tell authors all the time is that it's very different. It's a very unique platform. Um, and they like it that way. Pinterest does not want to be the next Facebook or Instagram. They might borrow ideas for reels and stuff and stories, but there's a reason that their graphics are that very specific size. It's because they want you to spend more time on their platform. So I would say that it's not um, it's not social media. There's a social component to it, I guess, because you're sharing. There, you can. It's kind of convoluted, but you can message people and make comments. But it's in no way comparable to something like Facebook or Instagram or TikTok or anything like that in terms of connection. It's what I would say is that it's more comparable to Amazon because again, it's a search bar. It's a search engine that you want to be part of. Um, Yeah. Amazon's the third largest search engine after YouTube and Google. I wonder, I wonder where Pinterest lies on that. Mm -hmm. But but, um, now an author, does it make more sense for an author to do an author page or to do specific pages for their different books if they have more than one book? Um, I would do an author page because I feel as though, um, I mean, truthfully, we're all just too busy to manage too many different pages, right? It's like, I say the same thing with an author website too, if they're writing in two different genres, just do one and like own it all. You know what I mean? Like that's, it's great. Um, and then that way you can really focus on growing, um, your audience there. And again, this is the brilliance of Pinterest is that if you, let's say you're an author who's writing in two vastly different genres, you can have different boards that are associated with those genres and, and the pins are going to lead the right people to the board that you're talking about. You, you won't have to worry about business authors coming to your fantasy page, as long as your pins Mm -hmm. are being labeled appropriately, which they should be. So, um, yeah, I mean, I would just say one, do one really well, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and focus on that. And what's, what are tips for growth on Pinterest? So Pinterest wants you to use the platform. It's the same on any other platform. Um, they want you on there as much as possible. They want you pinning and repinning the thing that makes Pinterest really special. And I think most social media, you know, Facebook will say that they're like this as well, but they are looking for quality pins all the time. So that means that your visuals need to be beautiful, not just okay, but beautiful. There's been many authors who have come to us and said, wait, I don't understand why my Pinterest page is not doing anything. I'm not getting any traction. And I look at their boards and it's like, there's, there's no, 
there's dead links everywhere. There's um, really bad um, images or maybe like really um, unprofessional looking images. It's more important to have beautiful imagery on Pinterest probably than any other platform if you're going to be creating kind of a bonus website there. And they're going to reward that. They're going to, mm-hmm. they, they see those beautiful pins and want to push those up in the algorithm too. The, the thing that's difficult about Pinterest is that, um, you know, how like, you know, there's kind of common um, uh, wisdom around say like a Facebook or, or Instagram, Twitter, you're supposed to be tweeting or, you know, posting a few times a week, right? At mm-hmm. least mm-hmm. I would say on Pinterest, they want you to be posting a whole lot. Mm-hmm. So the beautiful thing is, is that you can repin and repost. You don't have to continually make new blog posts or continually make new pins. Um, and there are, um, there are apps that can help you. There's one called Tailwind that can help repin, you know, have pins um, pin once and then repin several times throughout the day. Um, but I would say that's probably the biggest challenge on Pinterest is to make sure you're actually using the platform. The worst thing you can do is go on there, create a beautiful site, create some boards, and then never log in again. <laughs> would you say you do you have to do it every day? Pin every day? Yeah, it's yeah. ideal. It is. Yeah. And, and just like every other platform, you want to take a look and see when Pinterest is being used most actively. Um, I remember when I first started using Pinterest, this might not still be true. Um, but I remember seeing that, you know, Saturday mornings were a really great time for Pinterest because think about it. That's when people are scrolling through their phones, maybe looking for dinner for that night. They're dreaming about their next trip to Italy or whatever the case may be. Um, so I would spend my time Saturday morning. I would literally just carve out I'm going to spend 30 minutes on Pinterest every Saturday morning. And but you have to post every day, right? Well, yeah, but then I would, yeah, but I used an app called Tailwind to actually schedule my pin, pins throughout the week. Okay. Okay. But make so sure it's, possi- yeah. it's possible to do that. But again, you know, I, I feel like it's very difficult to start scheduling pins without actually spending some time on the platform first and doing mm-hmm. it manually. And yes, you want to do it a few times a day. Um, and you mentioned virality. I think most people, including me, didn't know things could go viral on Pinterest, but they can. They can. Absolutely. They can. Yeah. What sorts of things, or is it just somewhat random, like that TikTok? It's, I know. I mean, it's always kind of a guessing game when it comes to these sorts of things, but I have found that, um, it's the pins that are like listicles. So it's like the top 10 XYZ things. Um, we have a couple of blog posts on evergreen authors that we continually repin on Pinterest that do really well. Um, just because we, and we can see it through the analytics. Um, anything timely is going to be good. So if you have a book that's perfect for the holidays, um, now's a really great time to start thinking about setting those holiday pins. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's moderately random, but the thing is we always want to focus on quality over quantity. So, um, that's that for me, that's the most important thing. Um, okay. Hey, um, what, what I was going to ask something else about virality. So have you had pins go viral for you or your clients? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We've had several, um, hit and you know, it's like, the word viral is sort of a, it's not like we're, you know, 
on the nightly news that night, but right. we've had several pins who, that within the first hour or so have had 5,000 views, Yeah, um, which is fantastic. It's way better than you could get on a platform like Facebook um, without paying for it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I, when I say viral, I, I this expression, VFM, viral for me, as <laughs> you know, like- I love it. You, rather than being like, it has to have a million, like what is a lot more than you normally mm-hmm. get is a good way mm-hmm. to think about it. Um, so, and if people, you have the Pinterest course, if people want to learn from you, what should they do? So we, um, what we suggest, and this is a, our Pinterest webinar is a free webinar that we put on our evergreen authors site. So if anybody's listening to this, go to evergreenauthors.com and you will find, um, two free videos, one on Amazon advertising and one on Pinterest, um, watch that thing in its entirety. Um, and get a sense of whether or not Pinterest is right for you. Mm-hmm. Um, we, you know, our, we always find that Pinterest is like the gift that we give people who come to Evergreen Authors because our whole philosophy is writing a book is a lot of work and selling it is, it can feel really hard and terrible, yeah. but it yeah. shouldn't. Yeah. It should feel joyful to bring, to put your book out there. And if you're doing anything to market your book that feels like a waste of time, like you're selling your soul, that you hate it, then don't do it, please. Like I'm begging you, don't do it. Find a way to connect with people that's really joyful for you. And for some authors that we've worked with, Pinterest is that thing and they never even thought about using it. And so it's worthwhile to just look into it. If you watch the webinar and you're like, nope, it's not for me. I promise there's other ways that you can find your joy in marketing. And that's what we do at Evergreen Authors. And so is there a, a paid, isn't there a paid course that you offer after the webinar or no? No, nope. just a gift, just, just a gift. gift, just a gift. Yeah. So tell me more about Evergreen and what you do offer. Yeah. So at Evergreen Authors, we are all about a sustainable writing career for authors, not just like the great launch. And then suddenly you can't sell books. Um, we have been in this business for a long time. We're authors ourselves. So we're all about having authors figure out one or two things that bring them joy and doing those two things really well and having those things convert to Mm -hmm. sales. Mm -hmm. We want realistic goals. We're not interested in gaming any systems. We're not interested in any sort of weird, like, if you follow me, I'll follow you back. Like that to, to me, that is a huge waste of time Mm -hmm. and doesn't really help anybody sell books or get any messages across. So we're all about one or two things that work really well. Um, for us, um, we, you know, we've been writing for a really long time. We've written a lot of books. Um, I'm not super interested in being, uh, famous. I don't need to be, um, you know, stopped on the street, uh, like Stephen King would be. Um, so I'm really focused on just making sure that when people go to those search engine sites like Amazon or Pinterest, that they see my book when they, when they're looking for its content, you know, Mm -hmm. like if that's, if my book is cool for you, great, go ahead and buy Mm -hmm. it. If not, that's cool too. I Mm -hmm. go on to the next thing. That's fine. Um, and so, uh, we do that through teaching people how to use targeted ads on ad on Amazon. Um, we have a course called algorithm alchemy that teaches how to run ads on Amazon through, um, pay-per-click keywords. Mm -hmm. I will say that authors who have taken that course have used that same knowledge to run ads on Pinterest. Mm. We just don't have a course around it, but um, 
the same sort of uh, lessons apply where, you know, it's like a, it's a pay-per-click kind of thing. And it's, it's, again, it's about matchmaking your ideal reader mm-hmm. with your book, you know, no, try, stop trying to sell your book to everybody. Just sell it to the people who are already searching for the content. They're happy. You're happy. And you have a sustainable career instead of constantly chasing the next sale. And so is it, it's book marketing. Um, would you, that's how, that's how it is. And, yeah. and people can hire you or, or do the Amazon course. Yeah, usually. So we don't, we, um, we are strictly courses now, so we don't take on, um, other people's marketing campaigns. We're asked that pretty much on a daily basis at Mm -hmm. evergreen authors. Um, people have offered us quite a bit of money to take Mm -hmm. on their campaigns for them. You know that, um, and, and we could probably make a lot more money if we did that, but truthfully, we feel so strongly that when people understand how the marketing work is done, um, it is so much more beneficial for them in the long run. Yeah. When I, when I learned how Amazon ads worked and let me just be brutally honest right now, I'm the least technical person you have ever met in your life. When Josie, my wonderful business partner came to me and was like, I'm going to teach you how to do Amazon ads. I said, absolutely not. I don't do that. I, I go do school visits and, um, that's it. And I sell right. at, you know, it's, and she was like, well, you're exhausted and maybe just try this one time. And so she taught me through her course, um, how easy it was. And then when I discovered that I could do it, it meant that truly anybody could do it. And so that's how we teach people how to do this. Um, yeah, I will say a long time ago, I did Dave Chesson's course on mm-hmm. it and I just felt, and I love everything he does. And I felt thoroughly confused and said, oh, uh-huh. not for me. So maybe I'm just less technical than you, but there's, <laughs> you know, like as to your point, it's like, there's only so many things each of us can do. I'm a big fan right now of, you know, for a long time, people said, oh, just just do one platform, forget about the others. And now that things are changing so quickly, mm-hmm. I'm telling people do a little bit all the time. Just like mm-hmm. make sure every week you're posting everywhere. Mm-hmm. That's what I say. It's not ideal, but it's the reality. I'm just seeing, you know, people's accounts canceled and billionaires buying platforms and <laughs> Correct. overnight and you know, I just think that's, that's how it is right now. I think you, that's very wise advice, particularly in this time that we're living in. I will add though, that I, I think that the best way that authors can keep their sanity around that is to make sure that everything they post also has a home on their website. So that Mm. website is not going to go anywhere. So maybe if you have, you know, I mean, I see people using TikTok all the time. I don't use TikTok as an author. I probably wouldn't recommend it for authors, but if you want to be on there, fab, go for it. Save your videos though, save them somewhere and maybe make a reel on your website. That is just Mm. those same videos that you're posting because you don't know what's going to happen to that platform. I know that is genius. So, I mean, you could theoretically just have a page on your website with every single video you've ever posted on Instagram or TikTok. And those would make amazing pins, by the way. And they'd make amazing pins. Oh my God. So many takeaways. So I will definitely link in the show notes to the free Pinterest course and all the other things. Um, 
Is that the best place for people to find you? What if they want to know more? Evergreenauthors.com is the place to go. So you will find um, free stuff. You'll find some paid stuff. You'll find some courses on there. Pretty much every author who comes to us for marketing help finds something on Evergreen Authors that is going to help inspire them. Um, And if not, that's cool too. We just hope that you see our website and, uh, or at least even as a creative person, take our message that you don't, the marketing work does not have to be a chore. Anybody who's telling you that is probably just trying to sell you something. It's, it's not that horrible as long as you get really honest about your goals and expectations and um, you, you just focus accordingly and, and keep your eye on um, quality over quantity. That's And remember, very well said, but also remember a small interactive audience is worth more than a large audience who doesn't care any day. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. It's not Uh, about the numbers. It's not. And this is where it's tough in these social media days is because, you know, we really do equate um, likes and comments and follows as success. For me as an author, that's not success. For me, it's book sales. For me, it's, and this just happened yesterday. I got an email from a random person who picked up my book. I have a book called The Evergreen Author. Um, and she read it and said she had been terrified of marketing her book. She, it was coming out. She was, she was ready to pull the plug on the whole process because she was so scared of it. But my book had freed her. It mm-hmm. made her feel like she could just do a couple things, do them well, and and not worry about keeping up with all the other fluff out there and all the voices telling her she has to be everywhere and every and um, doing all the things that for me is success to continually get that feedback is what I'm looking for. Yeah. Yep. Well, Roseanne, thank you so much. Um, I really appreciate it. Is there anything you want to add that I didn't ask you? No, I just think you're fantastic. Thank you so much for all of your questions. Uh, This was a total delight. I knew it would be. You guys, thank you for listening. Thanks for joining me this week on Entrepreneur Publishing Academy with Anna David. For more info about the show, go to entrepreneurpublishing.academy where you can get links to show notes and subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google, and all the other places. Speaking of those places, if you got anything out of this show, I can't tell you how much I'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. And please don't forget you can tell an author or entrepreneur friend about the show. Another forget-me-not, my company Legacy Launchpad Publishing is available to help industry leaders and those with stories to share at any stage in their publishing journeys, whether that's writing, editing, or publishing. Just go to LegacyLaunchpadPub.com to find out more and Be sure to tune in next week for next week's episode. You know, if you subscribe, you never have to worry about missing one.